Do you like kid explorers? How about turtles? Well, if you do, I've got a story or two perfect for you. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful downtown Splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most extraordinary children and animals you're likely to find anywhere. Some people think, oh, who cares what some people think? People will say anything in this town. Contrary to any rumors you may have heard, I am not responsible for the wondrous things that abound in Splendid. Not most of them, anyway. I do know some cool kid explorers, and I finally have an update for you about Tex and Tamara trapped in that infinity tunnel, trying to stay safe from a mysterious figure known only as the Dark. I've got a cool story about turtles coming up on the second half of this episode as well. I hope you enjoy it. Kid Explorers Underground Part 2 They call it the Infinity Tunnel because it is never-ending. That's the definition of infinity. Tex and Tamara were stuck in this never-ending tunnel on the run from a mysterious voice known only as the Dark. Tex had stumbled upon this strange wonderland underneath his grandpa's house, but he was unsure how Tamara had come to be there. It's been so long, I'm not even sure anymore. Tamara's attempt at an explanation didn't help. All I know is we have to stay away from him, Tamara explained quite seriously. The dark? Tex questioned. Yes. Perhaps if there is a dark, there must be a light, Tex reasoned. We just have to find the light. You think I never thought of that, smart guy? Tamara responded sarcastically. Tex and Tamara had a close call with the dark, but managed to escape. Tamara assured Tex that he would return. How do we get out? Tex had asked. I don't know. How did you get in? Sure that Tex's reply would offer a clue, the two searched and searched the tunnel Tex had slid down when he fell through a hole in the stairs that led to his grandfather's room. They couldn't find anything. In a world where every 100 yards looks exactly like the previous 100 yards, it's easy to lose one's sense of direction. Back at home, Grandpa Fred awoke, much later than usual from his afternoon nap, to find his grandson missing. I missed my show, Grandpa Fred barked to himself, upset that his afternoon routine was disrupted. Tex, where are you? 
It was then that Grandpa Fred noticed a large hole in the stairs. A hole just big enough that a nine-year-old boy could have plummeted right through. Oh no, it can't be. Grandpa Fred, no longer disappointed, now grew quite fearful. It can't be. He's come back. Tex! Grandpa Fred screamed down the hole. When no answer came, he began to tear at the remaining floorboards with his hands, making the hole bigger. Hold on, Tex! Grandpa Fred is coming! Meanwhile, Tex and Tamara walked and walked, seemingly in circles, and talked of a way out. Tamara gave Tex some food, a granola bar, and a few berries she had been able to acquire. Tex ate. Tamara did not. I'm not hungry. Go ahead, she implored. Did you hear that? Tex hopped excitedly at the sound of something. It's him. We have to go. Quick, Tamara jumped. No, I don't think so. It sounded like Grandpa Fred. Tex ran off in the direction of a voice, not quite loud enough to be made out. Tamara tried to stop him, but Tex was sure he had heard his Grandpa Fred. This way. A mysterious voice, that same dark voice, from before haunted Tex and Tamara from one direction, while Grandpa Fred's voice beckoned from the opposite direction. Tex, I'm coming. Stay where you are. Don't move. Grandpa Fred's voice was quite clear now. That's him. That's my grandpa. Tex was jumping for joy as he ran in the direction of his grandfather's voice. Tamara stayed put, but yelled after her newfound friend. He said to stay where you are. He said don't move. Tex was out of range of her voice now, and against her better judgment, Tamara ran after him. Tex! shouted Grandpa Fred's voice from one direction, while the this-way voice beckoned from the opposite direction. Grandpa Fred's voice grew louder and louder as Tex approached. Tex! I'm coming, Grandpa! Tex shouted. I'm almost! Tex was suddenly speechless as he stood face to face with a hideous monster. All Tex could muster was a quivering, Grandpa, you're, you're not my... The monster responded, and his voice sounded just like Grandpa Fred. Nice to meet you, Tex. I am... The dark Tamara had arrived. But he can mimic sounds and voices. I'm so glad you joined me, the dark smiled. I haven't played a game in quite some time. Do you like games? Say no, Tamara insisted. Yeah, I kind of figured no was the right answer there, Tex responded. Then to the dark, where is my grandpa? What did you do? The dark smiled, a dreaded grin, laughed an evil laugh, and leaned in very close to Tex. Grandpa Fred is fine, but I can assure you he is far away from here, far from saving you. 
and even if he finds us, I have beaten him before. I will again. Tex and Tamara exchanged confused glances. Now, the dark insisted, let the games begin. Games? You're going to explore the deepest, darkest, scariest recess of this cave and find something for me. Something that will help me escape. To be continued. For that's all I know. For now. I hope. Tex. Tamara. Grandpa Fred. Even you, the Dark, I hope, if you all can hear me, that all is okay. Listeners, I'll have an update for you soon. Our second story is about Ted, a sea turtle who's also in a bit of a struggle to survive. This is his story. Turtle Run. Ted the sea turtle hatched from his egg and emerged into a new world. The nighttime sky was filled with stars. It was the first thing Ted saw. The sound of waves crashing against the shore was the first thing Ted heard. His first feeling, cool sand on his feet, softly squishing, Ted enjoyed his newfound freedom. Ted, like other hatchlings, was naturally attracted to light. The brightest thing around was the moonlight, reflecting off the nearby ocean. As a result, his first instinct was to run for the water. He'd have to wait on his turtle brothers and sisters, the fellow hatchlings, to be ready. Much plotting and planning took place among the group. Ted paid little attention to all the hubbub, until suddenly dozens of his turtle siblings darted as quickly as a turtle could dart for the salt water just yards away. Why is everyone in such a rush? Ted asked. His question was quickly answered when he spotted a hungry crab just a few feet away. Hey, little buddy, what's up? Ted questioned. Attempting to befriend the crab, the crab licked its lips. Ted got a bad feeling. Without hesitation, Ted was running for his life alongside his turtle relations. Did you see that crab back there? Ted asked the closest turtle to him. That was scary. Crab? Don't you mean crabs? There are tons of them. Run! His new ally screamed. That's when Ted realized they weren't being hunted by just one hungry crab. He looked around to see dozens, maybe hundreds of crabs, filling up the sand and chasing one sea turtle after another, looking for their next big meal. Uh Uh-oh, was all Ted could muster as he picked up the pace as much as his little legs would allow. Run! Ted had left his egg and nest far behind. The sound of waves grew closer, but so were the crabs. Crabs have to eat too, you know, but Ted did not want to be their next meal. Run, Ted, run! 
run over the sand around that stick and away from those crabs. That ocean got closer and closer, just five feet away, and then two, and then one, and then Ted splashed into the water and swam hard. He had escaped the crab and was safe. Almost. Suddenly, a shadow passed overhead of Ted, the hatchling sea turtle. Ted looked up at the sky and spotted something large, with wings, heading straight for him. Well, that's a cool-looking flying creature. Ted wondered why all of the other turtles were panicked. Guys, we made it. We're safe now. The bird-shaped shadow formed larger and larger around him. As the flying creature grew closer and closer, finally Ted realized the bird may be out for its next meal. Uh-oh. Ted immediately dove under the water and swam down hard as the bird slapped against the water's surface and grasped to grab its turtle breakfast. Thankfully, Ted was just out of reach now. He stayed underwater as long as his little lungs would allow. He soon re-emerged. Ted looked left. He looked right. He looked up. All was quiet. He was safe. Almost. Something was swimming underneath Ted. He could see a figure and could sense some movement in the water as a large fish headed straight up for him. Uh-oh. Ted swam and swam underwater and above, looking for a place to hide. Ted bumped into another turtle. Hey, watch where you're going, the other turtle snapped. Ted, frantic and out of breath, shouted, You have to help me! There's a fish! The other turtle dismissed him. I don't care about any fish. I'm Sam, the strongest, swiftest sea turtle around. A fish? I don't care. Suddenly, before Ted's unhelpful companion could finish his sentence, the fish swam quickly by and gobbled Sam up. Ted screamed and swam away. The fish did not follow. Sam must have been a suitable meal for the hungry fish. Ted finally found a quiet place to hide and rest. For once, all around him was peaceful. He was relieved, though he had a feeling that being a turtle meant that there would be many more hungry crabs and grabby birds and fast fish. No wonder not many turtle hatchlings make it this far. Ted had made it, and he showed extreme skill in doing so. He now had a feeling that everything was going to be all right. Little did he know that his tiny hatchling frame would eventually grow quite large with a tremendous protective shell and far fewer predators. After a rest, Ted swam happily along into the dark waters, into an unknown future, but confidently ready for whatever surprises it may hold. Sometimes that's the best way to approach an unknown future. Confidently ready 
for whatever surprises it may hold. Good luck to you, Ted the Turtle. That's all for this week, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this Father's Day spectacular. I'll be back soon with more tales of kids' superheroes, time-traveling teens, a kid's space force with a cardboard duct tape and aluminum foil rocket ship, more kid explorers fun, some monkeys that break out of the splendid zoo, and so much more. In the meantime, be good to each other and have a wild and wonderful week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a tree or a shrub. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.